Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have got a show for you tonight. What kind of show? I don't know, but it's a show. So we'll we'll figure it out when we get there. But let's get to it. So, we're going to do some Averids. Uh, our guest still has not a, made an appearance yet, but that's fine. We'll figure it out one way or the other. Um, let's do some Averids. We've got Tom for 52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R 52.com. Go donate a little bit of money. Help him out. Uh hit the join us thing up there at the top and uh, join us campaign. If you've got the time and the will and the fire in your belly to do so, follow us on all these platforms, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Anchor, Spotify, and Twitter. Make sure that you follow us on YouTube in case we get super nuked off of the Facebook. Follow us on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, or anchor in case we get nuked off of Facebook and YouTube. Do all those things. And if you go to YouTube, hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. We've got Crowned by Gold. The third book in the Jack Casey's Royal Green series. I am contractually obligated by his biggest of super fans to say it's a good book. But fuck Jack Casey. Because why? Because fuck Jack Casey, that's why. The Alaskan Raven, for all your meme needs, go check out The Alaskan Raven on Facebook. We've got the Libertarian Party Veterans Cockass, the biggest cockass for veterans in the Libertarian Party. So if you like cockasses, go check out the Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus. That's not it. We got the Greasy Porcupine, greasyporcupines.org for a voluntary solution to automotive repair. Go check out greasyporcupines.org. Also, go to redactacaucus.org. Check out what the uh, Boogaloo's actually about, not what CNN is telling you. And if you're old school, you'll know that CNN boys is a thing. Go to notarealpodcast.com. Find out more about the show, how we got started, and copy some of that sweet, sweet merch over there. We got t-shirts, hats, bags. I think we got leggings, children's sizes, babies, onesies, all the things. I think I'm going to look NellieBruno.com because she's the only politician that we've formally endorsed on this show as a network. The only one out of all the ones we've had. Also, we have a brand damn new sponsor to the show. And I was super excited about this one. It is Redemption Tactical. They sell all kinds of Gucci awesome stuff without the Gucci price. They sell plate carriers, plates. They sell a freaking riot shield. 
They sell ballistic helmets. They sell a ballistic face mask. If you want that kind of stuff, go check them out. The plates are stupid cheap. They're family-owned and operated, made here in the U.S. with high-quality materials at a low price. Go check them out. I mean, they've even got a T-shirt. I'm going to pull up here. I've got to share some of this stuff with you. I'm going to bring Will up, too. Uh, we've got to show you some of this stuff. They've I'm got, browsing Redemption go. Tactical right now. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got, let's go Brand- <laughs> they've got Let's Go Brandon T-shirts. They've got the, uh, let's see, where was that mask at? I like their camo patterns, too. Good shit. Good yes, shit. they've got all kinds of awesome stuff. I mean, 32 bucks for uh, a back of the uh, car seat back. Uh, plate carries are cheap. Chest rigs. Uh, Damn, oh, there that's it a good is. rig. I like that one. Damn. I, I'm going to get me. Don't let Level... Nico Day see that. He'll get the wrong idea. Level Nick, this three is for combat only. Face mask. No, oh, it's, it's right on. here. I unplugged my freaking. I am dropping our exclusive link. This is a link that helps them track how much we're sending them. So go help us out. Click on that link. Shop around. You've actually got the option, too. If you can't buy it right here, right now, you can go to ShopPay and pay in four easy installments. Uh, for interest-free installments and free shipping. So if you need plates, plate carriers, all the stuff, uh, go check it out. I mean, it. And uh, they're, they're, they're a new sponsor. We want to show them some love. We're also sponsored by Diet 7-Up, Zero Sugar, officially. That's new <laughs> as well. Official. Check mm-hmm. in the mail. Uh, it, it's they pay us in diet seven up. It's fine. It works. <laughs> so they pay you in diet seven up. <laughs> yeah, I get it exclusively. I go to the grocery store. I hand them a little U.S. dollars. They give me diet seven up. It's basically a sponsorship. <laughs> it's fine. They're not worth anything. It's cool. That's all right. So this guest is absent. We need to have yeah. a we need to have a permanent backup plan. So whenever a guest is absent, we just like get freaking crazy with the show do something completely off the wall every time i thought that's what we always did that's pretty much just the show isn't it yeah you got you got a point there <laughs> what's up so, uh we can talk about this i was gonna wait for after the show to talk about it but we can talk about this so zoom me in this is not zoom patricia <laughs> this is uh something else oh shit I fucked up. That's you on didn't me. send him the link. I sent him the link. No, I oh. didn't. I lied. Oh, okay. I, I totally didn't send him the link. That's on me. You didn't send him the link? <laughs> I was so busy with so much other stuff. That's how organized we are here. I was about to start talking shit. I was like, man, this guy's running for Congress, and he can't show up to a podcast on time. I don't know, but uh, I think my co-host here is the one to blame. It's totally me, bro. That's awesome. Uh, well, at least we don't have to. We can feel like dicks instead of him feeling like a dick. That's better. Well, I can feel like a dick. That's all right. Shit happens. But we can talk about some of that great merch. Like, so... I was looking through that website earlier. And I was like, well, I can't afford any of this right now. It's too expensive. Mm. And then I seen the the four easy payments. And I was like, ooh. What? (laughs) Okay. okay. Yeah, so you can... You get the the free shipping on all orders. 
Damn. You also get the the four easy payments. And like I said, if you go and hit the link that I put in the comments there, um, that helps us out. That lets them know that we're sending them there. And if you buy something, it helps us out. It, this tells them that we're actually we actually matter. That you know them sponsoring us, working with us helps. So go do that. Hell so. yeah! I need a tactical so, vest that uh, can hold a pistol and a few mags. I gotta. I need to ask for some help. All right, I'll do this later. <laughs> so our guest has finally showed up. Now that I've sent him the link, and <laughs> he, he's probably thinking. This is the dumbest shit I've ever walked into. What are these guys doing? How are they still on the air? And to be fair, that's what everyone else thinks, including us. So. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. Well, let's go ahead and introduce our guest for tonight, Mr. Jacob Vandenplas. I'm probably saying that wrong. But he's running for Congress in the 8th District in Wisconsin, I believe. And he can correct me if I'm wrong in all of that. Mr. Vandenplatz, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Glad I could finally join you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, man. I'll uh, make sure Bootleg gets properly punished after the show. We'll have a nice talking to. Oh, yeah. He's going to spank me real good. <laughs> I need to go straight there. Man, is that, that, uh, is that name Dutch? It is Dutch. Actually, and uh, very, very interesting. You picked that up. Um, actually, Jaguar actually named the car after us. So there's actually a Vanna Plus Jaguar floating around somewhere, which is huh. pretty cool. Yeah, the, yeah, the family. Vanden Plus. You actually said it perfectly. So, I mean, you did real well with that. Nice. Uh, usually, like... no one can that. You didn't fuck up everything today. <laughs> uh, well, what's funny, well, what's funny, Jake, is that Will was my co host for months. Before I realized how to actually say his last name correctly, I said Doherty, and it's Daughtry, and I kept saying Doherty for for tons of times. You're wrong. It's Doherty. Oh, I'm backwards. And you're Doherty. backwards. <laughs> but that's cool. You know what, dude? It's it's such a hard name to pronounce that I just like if somebody gets close, I'm just like, cool, thanks. That's me. I don't even correct anybody. I don't care. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Usually, if it's close, I just go with it because it's not worth trying to explain. Mm-hmm. Can't can't waste the time. Well, Jake, you sound uh, you sound like a Southern Canadian. How far up is the Eighth District? <laughs> uh, we, the Eighth District is all of Northeast Wisconsin. So, if Wisconsin, okay. right here is where I live. That's okay. how we, uh, you know, the state of Wisconsin. But it's uh, all Northeast Wisconsin from the Michigan border down to the Green Bay area, a little bit south of Green. Bay. Bay, uh, the Door County, the whole Door Peninsula, so the whole peninsula, that's actually where I live, and um, it's a pretty big district, but I can travel almost everywhere in the district in about an hour and a half to two hours total to be able to cover the distance and stuff like that, so it's not drastic, but um, I was born and raised in this district, and the incumbent, Mr. Mike Gallagher, is painfully, painfully unpopular, so we've got a real real chance here to... uh, actually make her to office it's going to be a good time is it a, a libertarian i'm sorry is it a republican or democrat incumbent a republican incumbent okay and uh huh. what ended up happening was come january 6th he ran and hid in his office and started calling out donald trump to stop all the good stuff so uh they actually used his testimony against him in the impeachment trial so 
he's painfully unpopular in this whole entire area. I've been out and about trying to gain name recognition and make sure people know that I exist. And every time I hand out a business card around here, it's really, really awesome because I, I've, because it's predominantly red, I try to make it to a lot of the Republican conventions and meet, meet and greets and all this other good jazz. And every time I hand out my card, I hear finally there's a libertarian running. So that's pretty cool. It's coming around. So, we're making waves. Yes, so if are. you, if you are looking at this interview and you're thinking this poor man is suffering through this interview, that good looking bearded man, he needs my help to get him off this show. Go to Jake Liberty, 2022.com and donate some money right now that go to your bank and just empty everything out and put it into his campaign funds or however much the this the cap is per individual in wisconsin we go help the man out jake jake liberty 2022.com it's right there at the bottom of the screen if you're serious about libertarianism prove it <laughs> empty your bank account <laughs> and what's really nice is i've actually got a whole team that's working with me we're about 15 strong and to be able to have that many wow. people show up to be a dedicated part of the team here is it's really inspiring. So, I mean, to be able to have the, the caliber of individuals that I have on my team is gives me a lot of hope. It gives me a lot of direction. It gives me a lot of inspiration because I can't, I can't let my team down. So we're going to run this hard. And it is so enjoyable to be able to work with these folks. It's really, it's really a something. So I love talking messaging. That's one of my favorite subjects involving libertarianism and you being in a really red district, especially in a district with a Republican who kind of turned against Trump a little bit. And that being an aspect of his unpopularity, how are you messaging the libertarian uh, voice to those people to reach them? A lot of it's already done because there's a lot of people in the area that are already primarily libertarian. So you just talk. And they're like, yeah, I like this. So what I found it to be most effective is to actually shut my mouth for a little bit and listen, mm. ask them what their concerns are. And then once they tell me what their concerns are, then I apply, I come back with them what, what a libertarian message is then. I found out if you start blasting people with the libertarian message, they kind of get standoffish a little bit. So if you first listen, then respond people just gravitate to the to the situation i was at uh it was about mid-october and i was the constitution it was a couple weeks back was it september yeah somewhere around there but uh i actually got to meet um ron johnson was there senator ron johnson was there jim jordan was there and the guy i'm running against decided to show up too and make a little speech at the beginning of it and uh, it was really impressive to see how few people actually clapped and actually appreciated him being there. But at the end of the event, I was actually able to have a whole crowd of people around me and just started to talk. And I started off with one, then there was three, then there was eight. Next thing you know, there's 15, 20 people standing around me as I'm going off on my tangent about libertarianism and trying to divide the two-party system and how the, that's creating the division in this country. And people really gravitate to that message. People are tired of the fighting. People are tired of, of their liberties being infringed upon. People are tired of not feeling in control of their lives. That's the biggest part. People in America no longer feel that they are in control of their lives and they want that back. We are the only 
only party that is actually offering solutions to give people the authority over their own lives again. And it is seen. It's going to be a great run, and we are going to make it to Washington, D.C. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> we, uh, I've always told people to focus on races that we know that we can win, um, not for any reason other than if we're going to spend money, let's do it the right way. And, you know, Natalie Bruno is kind of in the same spot that you're in. You know, the incumbent is very disliked, and it's, it's, it's obvious that they're worried because they took a Republican and flipped her and she went Democrat just to pull Democratic votes away from her. So those are tactics they use to keep us off ballots as well or keep us from winning. And when they start doing that stuff, you know then that they're scared and they know that they don't have that good of a lead. And, I'm uh, man, I'm hoping you fucking just knock it out of the water out there. And it's I saw fun. a Gallup poll. Sorry, man, didn't mean to interrupt, but I saw a Gallup poll today saying that more and more Americans are favoring restricted government again. So I think I think COVID and everything's really put set up the T for you to just, you know, hit a home run if you want to, if you can. It's coming together. Even when I messaged those on the left side of the spectrum, what I found out that works really well with them is we can agree as long as it goes with local legislation. I said, listen, so you guys got some great ideas, especially with like, climate control. I, I get asked climate control a lot. And then I let them know that I'm an organic produce farmer that practices regenerative agriculture. I'm all about saving planet Earth. Okay, and we can argue back and forth on all the details of uh, climate change is real, not real, completely negates the fact that we as a human species can actually take better care of mother of planet Earth. And we can all strive to do better with that. Um, the way that we produce our food is no longer sufficient with the monoculture and the industrial farming. Our produce has lost over 50% of its nutritional value over the last century. So there's a wow. lot of things that we can do to actually help planet Earth that we're not doing right now. But those things are never going to be accomplished spending trillions and trillions of dollars at the federal level. If you want to make genuine changes to the climate that starts directly in your own home, it starts working from after your own home, working within your communities. Okay. One of the two, the main thing that ends up in our landfills, which produce uh, all the CO2 gases that they complain about is our food wrapping. The food packaging within this country is tremendous. And the food mm -hmm. packaging that we do deal with, that all comes down from the FDA. So our government is one of the biggest drivers of our of filling up our landfills and we can make an impact on that on not just our own personal stuff but if we start buying local foods uh, that's going to help out a lot as well and you can also we've seen we saw in 2020 uh, the hiccup in our supply chains and stuff like that and we're going to see it again we're all going to get braced up here we're starting to see empty shelves we're seeing ships off the coast of california and all over the place that aren't getting unloaded the best thing that we can do to help uh, stop that is to buy local, especially when it comes to your food supply. Everybody should be buying your food as close as you can to your own home, okay? Hmm. And start that now. That way, your local farmers have been built up enough to where if our government shuts down again, you still have food. Your farmer can still farm. He's still doing good. He's got the supplies. He's got the tools to be able to actually grow for his community, where right now, they're only growing for a small amount. So if we all start getting into practice of buying our own food locally, we can help support our communities. We can help support the small farmers 
and we can protect ourselves from being out of food when the government decides to shut everything down again. Yeah, and one thing too is <clears throat> you see a lot of like people talking about climate change. We need a gas tax, or we need a fuel tax, we need a road tax. And then you ask them, what what do you think that tax will go to? Oh, it'll help fight climate change. Is climate change like a mob boss you have to pay off? Like, I don't understand, like, how is throwing, like, taxing people, taking more money away from people, fixing this problem? And it, it, the dirty secret is it doesn't. They just use it for more bullshit spending. Damn right. Exactly. So we want to have serious conversations. That's how it's going to happen. And neither of the major parties are offering any kind of solutions to anything at all. It's just vote for me because that guy's bad. That's the messaging. That's messaging across both of of these the major parties and the American people are seeing through the bullshit and they are done. I've never had such I think one of the polls that I had seen was either 65 or 70 percent of voters in America uh, are finally looking third party or independent or libertarian and that's huge. This is our time to, to really shine. So if we can get every libertarian in the United States of America to keep rowing in the same direction for just a couple of years here we can start getting people elected and that's what's going to need to happen to be able to make the changes that this country needs. Yeah. So what if, uh, let's say like this, when you win and you're day one in Congress, you know, you're, you know, you're going to figure stuff out how, you know, get your office set up and get your staffers and, uh, you know, put a sign on your door. that says, if you are, uh, Oh, what's his name? Oh, that guy from Texas. I forget his name. I told a really bad joke Tuesday about him. Anyways, um, what what's the first thing that you're looking to do, like legislatively or, you know, who are you trying to work with to pass it and all these things? Uh, one, of the first, one of the biggest things that I'm running for is to help take care of our veterans a whole lot better than what we're doing right now. I'm a 13-year veteran myself. I had two tours in Iraq back-to-back, which was a terrible decision. You need to get some space between those tours of duty. But um, Hmm. we're losing 22 veterans a day. And one of the things that helped me was uh, cannabis. And that's something that we have to work on immediately. That's a medicine that can help a lot of veterans if they're struggling with PTSD. Not just myself. I know handfuls of other veterans. Um, I am uh, working with uh, Adam Kokash. With Homefront Battle Buddy right now as well, which and he's got a, an amazing nonprofit organization set up out in Arizona. That um, basically it's it's to get veterans out into the mountains of Arizona to be able to teach them how to safely consume cannabis, to be able to treat their PTSD and symptoms like that. Uh, there's a lot more to it as well, but it's a tremendous program out there. But one of the first things I want to do is start getting marijuana off the schedule one. Uh, not being a schedule one drug and start to end the prohibition on drugs overall. We have to have to stop this. It is beyond my comprehension how we have so many of our Americans locked up in prison. while we also have dispensaries looking like Apple stores and everyone's standing outside in the line to just pick it up. Yep. What are we doing? So do you say that to your, to the red state voters that you're trying to reach? Do you tell them that you want to end the war on drugs or do you kind of try to ease that into them? We, uh, with the campaign team, we just came up last night with constitutional drug reform. Hmm. Constitutional drug reform is a nice way, because if you say end the war on drugs, 
scares some people off because there's a lot of people on the right just like war. You've seen this. <laughs> and and then the first question they hit you with is, oh, so you think people should be smoking meth around their kids? Like they yep. go to the, the, the pearl clutching and like they <laughs> We have to stop putting people in in jail for it. So let's decriminalize everything. And I'm not even a major proponent for the full legalization because then that opens up the door for the government to tax it, which yeah, regulate they it. money and they pass. So let's decriminalize it. Let's open it wide open for medical. When I mean wide open for medical, I mean if you stubbed your toe, here's a joint. That's what I mean by wide open for medical. That's where it needs to be. We get this mind-blowing to me how we incarcerate we incarcerate in america more people per capita in the land of the free than any other nation so on planet Earth. let me ask you this then so with what? oh i'm sorry i didn't know you're still talking you're cutting out a little bit there um uh i was gonna ask <clears throat> so with decriminalization the va still wouldn't legally be allowed to prescribe uh medical marijuana to uh prior service vets and look i I'm not a big fan of the VA. I understand that the mil. So my belief is the VA should exist in the sense that the mil- the government broke it being the military broke it. It's their job to fix it. Um, but <clears throat> if we want to continue having this discussion about protecting vets, are you looking to at least legalize at the federal level uh, marijuana that way? Cause the, like the VA will never prescribe it unless it's legal. Uh, personally, I, I, I think the VA can be done away with and veterans can go to their local hospital and just get their shit taken care of. Okay. Uh, the VA I really like what you said. That's filled with red tape. <laughs> yeah, it screwed up. I think, are you a VA patient? Do you go to the VA, Chris? <laughs> no, I don't. I, uh, I refuse. Uh, I would much rather die of like anything else than to die in a VA waiting room. I'm a VA patient and it, it's crappy. I mean, it's, it's good to have it discounted, to have it free, to have, to have the option, but it, it sucks. It needs a lot of reform and it shows us where government healthcare could go if we let the government take over and have actual socialized medicine. But Jake, I really yeah. love what you said about decriminalization versus legalization. Because to me, there's a really moral, fund- not only the government getting involved, the taxes, the regulation, there's such a moral fundamental problem with the government putting people in cages for years and years and years and years. And all of a sudden saying, now we want your money from this. It to me is just yeah. mind boggling that they could even ever consider that. Like, no, no, you screwed up. You were wrong. You owe it to us to just get your hands off of this, your bloody dirty hands. Yeah. Well, cause one of the things that people uh, miss a lot is um, when you have a prison within your state, those prisoners technically still count towards your population. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, they count towards your population on the census, which gets you your electoral votes, despite the fact that they don't get to vote. That's so right. We have a lot of prisons in the state of Wisconsin. It's able to skyrocket our population. We end up with more of the, the electoral votes by people that aren't even allowed to vote. That, it's a solid numbers game. So we have to be able to, one, we, we're not able to effectively punish those who have infringed upon people's rights. I mean, if you look at it, what's the average sentence for a pedophile? You're out, what, two to four years? If so that. If you're looking at Seriously, five, man. Uh, yeah. If it's years. Well, if it's years. 
Well, I'm pretty sure it's that low in case all those guys that get caught on Epstein's Island, they'll just get a good attorney and have house arrest. Damn right. That's why that's so, that's their fail safe. You're looking at rape, it's five to seven years. Drugs, you're looking at 10 to 15 years. Derek Chavin got 22 and a half years for uh, second degree murder. And John McAfee was facing 33 years for tax evasion. So that gives you a great idea of the priorities where our government is sitting at. Straight okay? up. We have completely flipped that. Let's get the people out of jail that are in there for victimless crimes. And let's get the people that should be deserving of a lifelong sentence sitting there. Okay, period. You want a deterrent to pedophilia? Be locked in prison for the rest of your life if you're touching young children. Done. You don't get to come back out and risk the chance of ever doing that again. Okay, it's the same thing with rape. Agree. If you rape somebody, you've infringed somebody's individual rights. You get to go to... The fact that we value uh, the infringement upon somebody's unalienable rights so much littler than taxes is absolutely mind-blowing to me. And we have change the entire culture and mindset of the United States of America to be able to actually view individual rights and self-governance as the highest priority of the land. I just remembered what I was going to say earlier. Um, when you win, <clears throat> not a real libertarian network will have a sign made for your door at the Capitol building that says, Matt Gates, this is not a high school, stay out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, what's interesting is we can have these differences on opinion. Like, I think, you know, I don't think decriminalization is far enough, but I understand where you're coming from, right? Like, I think decriminalization's farther, man. It's the farthest. Well, well, if you if you decriminalize it, it's still technically not legal by their standard, but they just can't punish you for it unless it's a criminal fine. Like so, it's it like they can fine okay. you for it or whatever. But the, is is shaving your dog on Tuesday legal? Depends on what state you're in. Well, the state doesn't have to say this is legal for it to be legal. All they have to do is not have a law that says shaving your dog on a Tuesday is illegal. So I think decriminalization is legalization. It's just a way of doing it without letting the government have a role. You know, I don't I don't see how hospitals implement like issue a drug that's still technically not legal. It's even though it's decriminalized. So I, I'd like to see more of these like higher level drugs used in a way that they were used before. Like so there was uh, actually points in time where heroin was used for different medical purposes. I mean, cocaine was put in Coca-Cola for many, many years because it had medical benefits. Now, it's like a point of a zero, zero gram or whatever, whatever it was. But the idea that and so so I'll, I'll, I'll put it out like this. I'm an anarchist. I believe there should be no government regulating any of this. But in the next 10 years, I, this is what I'm talking about. So here's, here's how, and I see where you're going with that. And you make up a valid point. In order for a doctor's office to be able to prescribe something for a medical benefit, it has to be legal versus district criminalized. And I get that. But then he also hears where the free market comes into play. Okay. If you want to be able to sell it, you can still grow and have a licensing progress for the medical marijuana portion of it versus just growing it in your backyard. So if the stuff that is actually being prescribed, we can have a system that makes sure that it is safe 
through a voluntary system so that it can be prescribed through a doctor. That can be done. I, I get where you're going with that. If it's not considered legal, a doctor can't prescribe it. But there is a way that the free market can work around that to ensure that the people that need it for medical purposes, it is safe, it's not tainted, it's not injected, and that the doctors can have a say in what it is as well. So that can be done without having to fully legalize the entire thing. The medical grade uh, THC or marijuana or cannabis, that's the stuff that can get grown for the doctors. But to grow it on a mass industrial scale, grow it in your backyard. I mean, there's, there's, there's ways to go around. But I do see what you're saying. In order to be able to have the medical benefit, it does have to have a form of legality to it. But, I want to um, ask you guys something. Where I stand on that. Yeah. I want to ask you guys something on this subject because I'm, I'm an anarchist too. You know, I feel like to me, anarchism is like the ideal version of libertarianism and it's a goal to go after. It's not something we're ever going to reach, but it's a star, you know, to follow. But um, I don't believe in the concept of the prescription at all. So when you tell me that, dude, I'm like, I think that we should just get rid of that concept altogether. Like, I think if somebody, if you go into a hospital and you decide that you need heroin, you should be able to buy heroin or fentanyl or whatever. Now, if you want to go and say, doctor, you're an expert, you've gone to college for this, what do I need? And pay them for that advice, that's perfect. But to say that they're the barrier between you and those drugs, to me, is really a bad concept. And honestly, it's basically making the doctors drug dealers, which in a lot of places and ways they are. So the Mohican Libertarian actually made a good statement. It's that it's a recommendation, not a prescription. So that's kind of what it should be like the doctor like so you go to a like a shop right like an automotive shop and they say hey we think you need new tires yeah. uh you don't have to go to that shop to buy brand new tires you can go online and buy tires. now once again it's not the exact same thing but if you buy shit tires it can kill you because the tire blows out and you're doing about 85 uh with a hooker and some cocaine it's not gonna be a great day for you <laughs> but <laughs> i mean i can't wait for you to oklahoma <laughs> i think the biggest thing that's uh, made an impact for me is actually having an understanding of what i've been able to consume so instead of just driving up the street and being able to grab a bag from the neighbor you don't know the, the, the toxicity of it or what it is yep. so you can i think it's very important to have an understanding of what you are consuming you should have the freedom to be able to consume what you want. So I do feel that there should be some sort of a mechanism, whether it's private and preferably private, that you can actually have an understanding of what you're consuming. Okay. The level of THC, whether there, there's CBD involved with it as well and so on and so forth. So I promise there's a way that we can make it happen that doesn't infringe upon liberties. The overall goal uh, no matter how we get it legislative or how far it goes, people deserve the choice to be able to consume what they want within the confines mm -hmm. of their home on their property. Period. That's right. That's right. It's awesome. <clears throat> so, Jake, it's coming up to that time, but uh, we've got JakeLiberty2022.com. Uh, you've got uh, Jake Jacob Vanden, Vanden Plaus on for Congress on Facebook. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah. If you guys want to take a look at uh, www.dcfarmforvets, 
Uh, we just launched off our brand new nonprofit organization where we were focusing solely on uh, training veterans on how to grow produce organically and farm sustainably and regeneratively here on my farm. So we transferred the whole 40 acres over to a nonprofit organization, and this is the wow. first official public announcement. Of it. So I'm very honored to be able to do that here on the show. But the goal is to generate enough donations to be able to cover all the overhead expenses so that um, when our veterans at Door County, we've got a, a very uh, unique market opportunity up here where we have a farmer's market seven days of the week. We're in close proximity to Green Bay. So there's a lot of farmer's market opportunities. So if we can get enough donations to cover all the overhead expenses, the sales that the veterans make when they go out to the uh, farmer's markets goes back to them at the end of their two-year training cycle. So the idea is about $1,000 a week for about three veterans. So that's going to leave them with about $40,000 of startup capital to be able to go up and start up their own farm, along with two years worth of knowledge on growing vegetables, uh, beehives, pigs, chickens, cows, uh, maple syrup. We partnered up with another veteran farmer down the street, so they're going to get an education on managing cherry orchards and apple orchards. And it's a very, very exciting project. We're looking forward to to actually get uh, veterans hands in the dirt and and it's something that helped me tremendously and it's going to be a tremendous program awesome man appreciate that uh what what branch were you by the way army national guard okay sweet so the right branch all right so um so we did have a question for you from uh someone in the comments they're wanting to know if you're going to hop on clubhouse after the show tonight uh, I actually am about 20 minutes away from the VFW meeting at seven o'clock here. So unfortunately, I'm good for you, man. I'm very active with the American Legion uh, in Algoma, uh, Forestville, and the VFW here in Sturgeon Bay. Uh, last week, I got to spend um, a whole day last week, Tuesday, at uh, Southern Door uh, Middle School talking with the seventh graders about being a veteran and our experiences. And it was really cool to be a part of all the other older veterans there from the Vietnam. We had one Korean War veteran there as well. Wow. Uh, there's a bunch of active duty Coast Guard because we're with the Great Lakes. We got a Coast Guard station right here. It was a great day. A lot of veterans showed up to be able to be uh, uh, hitting the kids. So, uh, But unfortunately, I've got uh, about 20 minutes and I got a, a VFW meeting to be at. But I can definitely set up a time to talk with anybody I'd like to. Anybody would like to learn more. Awesome, man. We really appreciate you coming on tonight, bud. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Awesome stuff. Thank you. You guys have a great night, and I definitely appreciate it. Awesome, man. For sure. Yeah, have a good one. Well. Good stuff, man. He's going to be yeah. a great candidate, dude. I love I love his take on stuff. I love his take on environmentalism, man, buying local. I'm going to start going to the farmer's market. He literally just convinced me that I need to stop shopping at Walmart for my groceries because he's right. Like we need to be supporting those farmers, getting them built up so that whenever shit collapses and shit's probably going to collapse, we have something to, to buy. You got to start investing Sooner in rather shit. than later. Sooner rather than later, man. I'm scared, but I've been and, buying hella food lately. And what you need to do as well is go to redemptiontactical.com. <laughs> <and use our, laughs> no shit. Let's go shop some more, man. I can't get off this stuff. I'm, I'm, but I'm getting a plate carrier. 
For for those who don't know who weren't here earlier, go to redemptiontactical.com. We posted the link in the comments earlier on in the video. It, this is our special link. We ask that you use this link and this link only because it helps them track who sent them sent you there. And uh, it helps us because it'll tell them, hey, these guys are actually making a difference. So we'll keep sponsoring them. Also, they're amazing. The gear that they have is pretty Gucci without the Gucci price. So yep. uh, go check them out. Also, uh, go buy your folk from your local farmer's market because that is fresh food. It's fresher than the shit you buy at Walmart. That's right. So, question for you, Mr. William. Yes, sir. Do you want to make him the second candidate we've ever formally endorsed on the show? I think we should. I feel like uh, I can confidently say that I would endorse him. Yeah, let's do it. Let's officially do it. Do we have to, like, cut our hands open and, like, like bleed to let this happen? How do you endorse a candidate officially? Well, what do we do with Natalie? We just said it with Natalie, but I feel like we need to, like, resurrect <laughs> someone from the dead or, like, you know, boil some, like, rats or some cool shit. Let's get real Ooh, satanic we, with this. We need to do a seance and bring Washington back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Only G-Dub can endorse somebody, bro. You can't endorse a politician without G-Dub. <laughs> You know, we want to have a slave owner, you know, federalist on the show. That's good. That sounds real libertarian. Well, I mean, minus all the slavery, but all the killing of redcoats on Christmas night. I mean, True. that's. He did forcibly inoculate his troops with a vaccine, though. George Washington is not a hero of libertarianism. He's just a hero of America. But it, he wasn't he wasn't that great either on the, the fact that. um. Like, so did you ever look into the conscription practices they had during the Continental Army? Uh Uh-uh, I haven't actually. So they would go into bars and find people that were like getting into fights or like drunkards that were stumbling through town and they would conscript them into service or trick them into signing conscription papers into service. Wow. And then in the morning when they sobered up, they would drag them out of their house. (laughs) Hey, that's better than at least a draft, but I mean, hey. You got drunk enough to sign papers joining the military. That's your own damn fault. But it's pretty smart, honestly. Smart recruiting. With that being said, if you would like to sign up for the Bootleg Battalion, we have cards coming very soon. Hell yeah. I think we need to get a militia started in Oklahoma, too. There will be 50 cards available for sale. Uh, Yeah, it's 50 cards, I believe. Um, And these will be required to join the Bootleg Battalion or your best offering, uh, because I am a benevolent God and I will allow <laughs> with proper <laughs> with proper offerings. <laughs> or if you bring va- invaluable skills, um, so everyone on the network already has a place except for Nick O'Day or Nick o- the Oklahoma. I said his name. I, I broke the golden rule. Uh, the Oklahoma. <clears throat> he he is on his own. He will just have to figure it out along with. Uh, <laughs> But even 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 Jack Casey has a place. He will be the scribe. Wow, what am I? You're gonna be right there. You'll you'll do something. All right, cool. I'm gonna yeah. I wanna snipe with my uh bolt action. Yeah, exactly. That's all <laughs> I'm good for, man. I'm basically well, like an elephant hunter of red coats. Well, we I live in the great state of Tennessee, father. <laughs> Wow, Jin. Okay. Man, me and Jin. 
We're going to fight someday, Jen. I hope I meet you in person someday. <laughs> She'll beat your ass. What about Patricia? Where's she got to be in the bootleg battalion? <clears throat> well, she'll be deep behind enemy lines because she's in New York, so... <laughs> she will be deep. We're going to have to rescue you, Patricia. That's going to be the mission. Mission number one, get Patricia out of New York. Um, But uh, I live in the great state of Tennessee. We have Barrett, which is known for the Barrett rifle or the Barrett fifty cal. Yep. So we'll, we'll hit the factory on the way out of town. Um, right. For those who don't know... Uh, for the, if you're looking to get out of your dystopian hellhole state that you live in, whether it be California or Washington State or New York or Virginia or Oklahoma or Texas or Arizona, Arkansas, shut up. <laughs> anywhere that's not Tennessee, <laughs> uh, we also have Smith and Wesson coming to Tennessee. So if that's you needed cool. more reasons why to move to Tennessee. I don't know. What That's to tell pretty you. cool. They make great firearms. I've got I've got one Smith, and it's never never jammed on me one time, and it never will. I'm I'm actually working with uh I'm I'm in talks right now trying to get Smith and Wesson to to informally sponsor the show. That'd be dope. As well as PSA Palmetto State Armory. Okay. Yeah, I bet we could get a gun a gun company. I'm trying to think of who's like smaller. You know, I bet we could get an AR company like Stag or Panther. Or something like that. One of the smaller, you know, less known. Oh, here we go. That's right, Dalton. That's my boy right there. Hard country to live, but it makes people hard. That's right. It does. We got some We got some thorny, brushy-ass woods. We got tornadoes. We got the heat spells. We got the freezing ice storms. But that's why we're bad motherfuckers. So... You've got a bunch of hard men running around. That sounds awful. It sounds like if someone bends over, it's going to be a bad day. Hard men make good times. Good times make weak men. Wasn't this something Cajun Cajun said this recently? This is um, an old quote. I'm not. I'm, I'm ignoring your weird joke. I'm not letting you have this moment. <laughs> I don't want to think of Oklahoma like that. As much as Oklahoma would probably enjoy the thought. Just kidding. So it's it's bring bring your potluck stuff if you're gonna if we're gonna be there with all the hard oh dudes. God, <laughs> that one was so bad. Oh Nick, oh Nick. Yeah, I'm not even gonna repeat that one on the show. That's Tiger that's NATO. a lot of them. <laughs> Tiger NATO. That's that should be what y'all call the uh, militia out there in Oklahoma. Tiger NATO. That's a good idea. Actually, I'm going with so our state bird is the scissor tail flycatcher, and its scientific name is Tyrannus forficatus. So that's going to be the name of our state militia because that means tyrant cut, like tyrant scissors. So we're going to cut tyrants <laughs> down. So Tyrannus Forficatus. Been working on this for years. That is the nerdiest shit I've ever heard someone say on this show. I'm a bird nerd, if you didn't know, by the way. I'm a birder. I'm a member of the Audubon Society. I uh, go hang out with old people and watch birds. So, But but me and Braxton, we're serious. Tyrannus Forficatus, we're starting a militia. When when Jennifer bullies you in the group chat, I'm not defending you anymore now. <laughs> Jennifer and me are going to throw hands one of these days. And she thinks she's going to win, but she's wrong. She's wrong. Bring it on, Jen. Or we'll have another meme war. 
But I, I like Jin too much. I'm always <laughs> nice to her on the memes. It wasn't it wasn't much of a war. It's more of like a genocide. I gotta be honest. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am more inclined to favor you, but that was fucking brutal. I messaged you. I was like, oh, "Look, man, you're gonna I fucking know. he's gonna kill himself. You gotta stop." I, <laughs> I called my counselor that night. I was like, "Hey, I need to book me for two more hours. I got. I'm coming in right now." And uh, it was a long talk. I got real deep into my psyche, but I I, I left a, a better man. So thank you, Jen, for humbling me. I appreciate it. <laughs> so in a serious discussion here, uh, have you done a lot of research into what's going on with um, <clears throat> transportation in the United States? No, not that I know of. So you know they had that big oil spill on the West Coast? Okay. That was caused because there's a lot of ships that aren't able to get into ports in California. Sure. So there's a lot of other shipping issues that fall into that as well. That's why we're seeing all these shortages on chips and not not like potato chips, but like computer chips, which translates into computer shortages, automobile shortages, all these other things. Um, Joe Biden had made a, a statement saying that he's worked with California and they're going to operate 24-7 because that's what the rest of the world does. So we're going to do it too. And that this means more hours for American dock workers in California. Um, in a state like California, I don't know that they're legally allowed to work that many hours. So they're going to have to hire on more people and cut everyone's hours so they're not paying as many benefits. And it also it also begs the question, why are there so many ships backed up and why are truckers not going to California? Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I've heard people talk about it here in Oklahoma who work in like uh, supply chains and stuff and tell me that it's pretty much labor shortage has caused all of it. So essentially, the biggest thing that anybody can point to that I found is that basically the increased unemployment just made a bunch of people not want to work. Hey, Braxton, I was telling him about Tyrannus Forficatus, bro. You missed it. But um, anyway, so, you know, the labor shortages are the biggest thing. So that's the problem. We can't give people a bunch of money for not working. You know, even the welfare system itself probably causes a little bit more of a labor, labor shortage than we would have organically. Do you think and it might have something to do with Max, uh, Maxine Vandates? Uh, vaccine mandates? <laughs> Maxine Vandates. That sounds like a name. That sounds cool. Uh, maybe, man. I don't know. Do you think so? They're, it's like taking time for them to check it or something or what? So Southwest is still claiming. So I did this show Tuesday night. Um, I had someone on, talked about pilots are basically, they're not striking because that's illegal and they can lose their license for it. Hmm. But they're taking personal time off because they're saying it's a mental health thing and they're not able to work. They're taking time off and they're striking on an individual level. They're protesting. And I know people that work in the trucking industry that refuse unless the load is that well paying. They refuse to go to California because in California, they they hit people with all these taxes. As soon as you drive into the state, you've got to pay all these fees and fines and stuff to drive a truck there that's right not to mention all the like extra fees once they go to hook up their load and all this stuff and how tyrannical they are with uh like like basically everything 
so people refuse to run their trucks there unless that's what they specialize in. They there are companies that specialize in running trucks in and out of California. But I think I think a lot more of it has to do with uh, vaccine mandates for the simple reason that people are willing to take an individual stand, especially with 10, was it 14 million jobs that are available now? Is that what we're up to? I don't know. And only 10 million unemployed Americans. Wow. We need some freaking immigrants is what we need, clearly. But it comes back down to people are making decisions to say to hell with this. They're just taking an individual stand finally. That's right, man. It's growing bigger and bigger, it seems like, all the time. Like, the healthcare workers doing it, Southwest doing it. Um, like me and Braxton talked about, I'm not a real veteran last night, the Catholic Church coming out and saying they're supporting troops' right to deny the vaccine. It seems like, at first, people were kind of afraid to speak up. But as time has drug on, um, it sounds like there's more and more people who are standing up. and It's freaking great. I hope, I hope this is the beginning of something huge. Which would be amazing. You know what else is going to be huge? It's going to be the biggest thing you've ever seen. It's going to be a massive package. Our show Thursday night next week. Right here on this couch. Where Mr. William and I will be on the same casting couch in the same room. Because you people decided to... Fu- uh, he he will be playing with this pussy in front of me, apparently. Uh, <laughs> because you people decided... That is important to fund my trip out to Oklahoma. That's right. And I appreciate that. But we're going to be on the same couch doing a show. And it is my favorite episode we will probably ever do. I am super excited. Do you know who we're interviewing next week, Will? I don't even know who we're interviewing. It is the president of the Republic of Malaysia. The only president... That any libertarian podcast has ever had on their show. Malasia. Malasia. Oh, it's a micronation. It is a micronation. Dude, it is the, awesome. It is the micronation in Nevada. I've heard of this. It is 11 acres of independent sovereign soul in Nevada. And the reason I'm so excited as an anarchist is because when he pays taxes, he considers it uh, financial support to a foreign nation because any nation who is $26 trillion in debt deserves financial support. That's foreign aid. No shit. <laughs> foreign aid, that's what it is, yeah. That's awesome, dude. I'm excited. That would uh, be great, man. His currency, which he has a registered currency, is backed by Pillsbury Cookie Dough. Hell yes. I can't wait to meet this guy. He has a train and train tracks on site on, 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 in, in his nation. No shit. They have a Navy in Nevada. <laughs> you know, all the water, like Tahoe, I guess. I guess that counts. They, so, they have probably a pond. So if you want to listen to my favorite episode we will ever do on this show, Tune in next week at 7, where Will and I will be on the same couch talking to a president of a foreign nation. Wow. This is big. And while you're looking at that and thinking, this is amazing, you know what you should do? 
go to notarealpodcast.com and buy some of that sweet, sweet merch. And then once you've spent some money there, go to redemptiontactical.com. Use our special link. I'm going to post it in the comments again. Because why? Because I can. Damn right. Oops, that's not it. Oh, yeah. There's some great merch on this site, man. It's not quite Redemption Tactical level. Maybe we could do a deal with them. Can we get a not a real libertarian plate carrier? Because I would buy the hell out of that. I would love that thing. <clears throat> so I'm trying to work with them on getting our own special discount code. That would be sick, too. That would be awesome. But I want our logo on a plate carrier. I think that would be incredible. Well, see, here's the thing. Is if we have enough people go to redemptiontactical.com using our special link and buy stuff, we may be able to work out a deal with them. Okay. To get All our right, logo. Let's do it. There. Let's do it. But you know what needs to happen? Is people need to go to notarealpodcast.com, buy some merch. Then go to redemptiontactical.com. If you guys didn't know, salesman. go to notarealpodcast.com, then redemptiontactical.com. I think they got it, bootleg. Remember to send the invites to the damn guests next time, too, by the way. I was so hey. excited about the redemption tactical thing. I forgot. Are we clubhousing after this, though? You want clubhouse after this? Yeah. Jen <clears throat> says so, and I got to talk some mad shit because she wants to fight me. We're about to. See, me and Jen... The meme whore going down right now. Clubhouse, be there. I think it's been a lot of years since she's had a high school fight. Oh, it won't be a high school fight. I am one month trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. One month of brutal, brutal training. And I am a martial artist officially now. Oh, God. Oh, this is everything I was hoping this was going to be. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad we started cutting back on like our guest times. Like, look, I like Jake. I think he's a great dude. I think the back and forth is it's invaluable. It's we, we have to have the bullshit too. Yeah, we need both, man. It's got to have balance. Next week's gonna be awesome. Be right here on this couch, not a will bootleg darty. It's gonna be real confusing what we put on the name screen. That's for sure. We'll have to come up with something good. We need we to have like, like a. We need a couple name, like Brangelina. You know what I mean? We need to come up with something, like merge our names Fuck. together. <laughs> I can already see the memes now. Jennifer's <laughs> already working on them. All right, Jen, get us some memes ready. But, <clears throat> as always, <clears throat> excuse me, tune in every single week. Clear your entire schedule. Quit your job. Whatever you got to do. Empty your um, bank account. Empty your bank account. Blow that whole load. Um, Mondays through Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time. We got Monday nights. We got the Not A Real Liberty Luau with the Oklahoma. We've got Tuesday nights with me doing Not A Real News Broadcast. We've got Wednesday nights with Mr. William and whatever the fuck Braxton's going to call himself next week. And then, <laughs> Seriously. And then Thursday night. God only knows. Thursday night, tune back in once again for this show while we interview a president of a foreign nation. Every week, do it. And then, <laughs> that's my voice cracks.
Kill that God damn it. No. No more. They better be paying us a bunch of money. Uh, I'm going to actually, you're like hypnotizing me into buying stuff now. It's great. As long as you use the link. Okay. I can do that. I just need to make sure my mags can fit in this thing because I got bigger mags than than like AR-15 mags. Anyway, I'll ask them. I'll send them an email. You, but. you got you got bigger mags than the average person. I got 308 mags, yeah. So they're a little bigger, and they're it's kind of a it's an 11 round mag. It's not like an AR-10 mag, so it's kind of yeah. My mags are huge, bro. Not massive, <laughs> massive mags. They're wider and longer than usual. Significantly, significantly. I mean, you can't even fit these mags in a house, let alone a plate carrier. So we'll see. Well, you know, Oklahoma is uh, picking me up from the airport on Thursday, so we might even have a three-way on the on the casting couch. We could do that, but I I don't like Oklahoma, so too bad for him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we totally could do that. That'd be great, dude. That'd we could, cool. but what we should do is just like pan the camera every now and then to him standing in the corner crowd. <laughs> Yeah, we could we could definitely involve him somehow. We need to, and honestly, I think we should go live at the events. We'll be with Spike Cohen Friday night. We should go live a little bit with everybody there. Larry Sharp. We'll have a protest on Saturday, banquet on Friday or uh, Saturday night. So we'll probably do a few live streams, I guess, just you know here and there, just saying hey to everybody too. Yeah, we might do that, and especially if uh, things get wild. But. If you are in the Oklahoma City area or you're traveling to Oklahoma City between the 22nd and the 23rd, go buy tickets. Natalie Bruno on Facebook posted a discount code. The tickets are only 40 bucks to watch a very small Jewish man named Spike (laughs) Cohen throw very sharp objects at a wall. Big brain. Big brain. Big brain. Big message. With All a right. big X. But well I gotta pee, so probably about time. It is time. Will say what? <laughs> I can't help it. All right, man. <laughs> See you guys on Clubhouse then. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all. And get a redemption tactical doc. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>